Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus, while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Hey friend, I have a treat for you today. I am so excited to introduce you to my new friend, Kelly. Kelly and I connected. She's actually a member in the Seek First CEO Inner Circle. And it was just such a God connection where we were talking in Messenger and it was just that the Lord really, it's the Holy Spirit, like unites our hearts with these messages. And I think sometimes we can sometimes maybe think that that's a bad thing because somebody else has my message. But I look at that as a beautiful thing that the Lord is just working. The same Holy Spirit that's inside of me is the same Holy Spirit that's inside of you, inside of her. And so how cool is it that he is uniting our hearts together to to speak truth into women's lives. So Kelly has an incredible story of her journey into entrepreneurship and really how the Lord got her there today. And so I want to introduce her to you so that she can share that story and pour into you today so that if you're questioning, like, what should I do? What should I be doing? Like that number one question, I feel like so many people come up with at least some point for me, it's been like, multiple times in my life. What is my calling? And sometimes we say, what is my purpose? Like, what was I created to do? Kelly wants to pour into you today by sharing her testimony and giving you some tips to uncover that. So Kelly, welcome to the show. Oh, Heather, I'm so excited to be here. God is just so good and how he has connected us. Um, Really felt random, but we know that nothing's random. So I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to share anything that God has shared with me because it is his grace and not my wisdom by any means. And so I'm just very excited to be here today. I am so excited too. So tell me, tell, tell us a little bit about you kind of the, the, you know, if someone you meet them, you're like, Oh, tell me a little bit about, I feel like that could take hours for my life. And most of ours, it's like a big question, but just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no problem. So I live in Clarksville, Tennessee. I have the full Southern accent that's actually gotten better over the years, if you can even imagine that. Um, So I uh, have a wonderful husband, Jeremy. We have four amazing kiddos. So we have a, a cool story of our journey with our kiddos too. We have a son and then we lost a sweet little boy. And then God took us on a journey to adopt a daughter from Ethiopia. And so, um, our oldest two are now 14 and then God continued to give us more kiddos because he's so faithful. And so we have a nine-year-old little boy and a six-year-old little boy. So we have lots of boys and we are very thankful for our daughter. We had no idea that (laughs) God knew, but we didn't know that that would be the only way we could have girls. And so we have, um, a a bustling family of all the ball and sports and all the things and cheer. 
and um, it's full and amazing and difficult sometimes for sure, but we are very blessed. I love that. Well, when we had connected and obviously you became a member of the Seek First CEO, so it's like, well, you're an entrepreneur of some kind uh, or maybe want to be. So tell us a little bit about that journey going from, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know what you went to school for into uh, becoming a mom and then now a little bit of like where you are today. Yeah, well, it's been um, so messy or bumpy or I don't even know the right word, but the more I talk to women, I'm like, this is really more people's journey. We just have this illusion that we're going to go to school and, (laughs) you know, you see it all the time, but I uh, went to school for finance and um, had a great banking career and right out of college. And um, really fell in love with Jesus right after that. I was in a really broken place. And the Lord told me to step away from that job. And I went into ministry and did ministry stuff for several years. And then we started having kiddos. And the Lord told me to stay home. And I am very much a worker. I didn't, I didn't have a desire to be a stay-at-home mom, honestly. But we just kept having kiddos. He kept opening that door. And um, so it it was just like I dabbled in stuff here and there over the years. But for the most part, stayed at home. And so the last few years, my youngest one went to kindergarten. And I was like, yay, it's time. You know, you have that in your head. Like, okay, it's time to go back. But COVID happened and different things happened. And so I really found myself completely in that journey of what is my purpose um, and what what am I supposed to do with my life? And so that's kind of where this whole message got birthed from, really. I love that. And that's so relatable, right? I love that you said it's been messy. It's been bumpy. And it's so interesting. We can look at other people online and we think, oh, they know exactly what they're doing. And it looks like they're confident in their calling, or it looks like they kind of just like fell into that perfect job or career or whatever. <laughs> it's well, the more you talk to people, like you said, the more you understand everyone has a journey, everyone. Ha- and it's usually messy or really messy, but God loves messy because he loves to take messy and make it beautiful. And so I love that. So you went from school with finance to ministry to stay at home mom. And I can so relate to that. I had zero desire to be a stay at home mom. And so I love my kids, obviously, but I also really love to work and I love I love doing what I do. And so I'm sure many can relate to that. So fast forward to this season of your youngest is in school and you're, I have all this time. I feel like it was kind of, you know, 2020 was like plot twist. We all thought I look at my, I look at some of my posts from the beginning of 2020 and even my goals that I had set for myself and my business. And it's like, just kidding. Um, So yeah, as you're asking the Lord, Lord, like what's going on? What are you doing? What, what should I be doing? What, what is going on? Um, so I know many people can relate to that. I've been in that season myself. So I would love for you to share that journey, what that looked like with the Lord to really take you from that big question mark to an exclamation point. Like I am doing something that I love that the Lord created me for, maybe not what you thought, but here you are today. So I'm just going to hand it over to you and just let you pour your heart out so that you can speak to that woman who really is um, maybe even feeling desperate for the thing. Yeah, well, this is really how it started. So if 
I could tell you what my desire would be, it would be to teach the Bible because that's what transformed my life. And that's really what I thought I would do. But uh, doors just didn't open for that. Um, But at the end of last year, a woman approached me and she was going to do a New Year's Day event. And she asked me to speak. And I was super excited. I'm always excited to share whatever the Lord lays on my heart. And she said, I would like you to teach a message that wasn't... um, that wasn't super goal oriented or new resolution oriented. And I was like, okay, yeah, I love that. And so I, I went and sat with the Lord and I felt like my deepest question was, Lord, what do you want me to do this year? And hearing her say, you know, don't come to it with your resolution. It just got me thinking, yeah, we should come to it with a blank slate, mm-hmm. a, a paper an empty piece of paper that says, what do you want me to do? And that's really how this whole thing got birthed and got started. Heather, I've heard you talk about this a lot. So I know we're on the same page. It was like, I had to take a giant shift in my thinking where I I was un, I was unintentionally, but I was almost hustling to get God's approval or blessing or favor but I needed to know that Christ had already done that. And I just needed to trust him that he would lead and guide me um, and help me figure it all out that I, it, it took faith. It was something that I was really trying to do in my own works. And I needed to start with that blank piece of paper and uh, really go back to a core value of faith. And so real quick, just some verses about faith that this is where my mind had to start shifting. Like, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Without faith, it is impossible to please him forever. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. That's perfect for seek first. Those yes. are Hebrews 11, <laughs> 1 and 6. Um, and so God just kind of started asking me, like, do you really trust me? Do you really trust me even to tell you the plan? And so um, this can just apply. I got so excited as God started revealing it to me because yes, what's our purpose? Yes, what do we do next for some big things in our life? But sometimes it can be like, what should I do with my broken heart or my addiction? Um, Absolutely our business, but it could be, what should I do with my teenager that's struggling? You know, this that I'm going to share with you that he gave to me really can apply to, I mean, sometimes I will sit down and say, Lord, I don't know what to do for dinner. (laughs) Like I need you to show me, you know, because he loves us and he wants us to commune with him. And it just, it's like I started that young 23 year old that quit her finance job and chased after the Lord, she had all the faith and she had no trust in herself because she was a hot mess. But then this girl grew up and kind of started slowly, but surely thinking that it was her responsibility. And I I know I'm not the only one. I needed to go back to a blank piece of paper. My life is yours. You call me, you show me. Yes. And so, um, you know, the Bible says we are bought with a price, right? Like we are bought, we are actually owned by God. And that's such a beautiful thing that we don't have to figure it all out. Right. So it's like, and I love that you, yeah, we resonate in that same message of working for proving like, you know, 
feeling like we are the ones providing for ourselves, right? It, it replaces God. It replaces a need for the Lord. I love what you said too, that that need of him, sometimes we you know, the world tells us don't be needy, be independent, be self-sufficient, all these things. And it's like, if we actually look at, look at what we're supposed to be with the Lord, we are supposed to be totally dependent on him for every, everything. And that to me, that is that poor in spirit, not poor, yes. the poor in yes. spirit to know I desperately, I desperately need you. I love this. Keep going. So good. Well, and it's like, I, I turned 40. And so you have this like weird thing that you like are supposed to know what you're supposed to do. And the Lord's like, when you are 80, I want you to come to me with that blank piece of paper. That's like good. I want you, Kelly. I, I don't want what you can do for me. I just want you. And then I will lead and guide you. So it all started in Romans 12 too. And that is what we're going to talk about just real quick. That was like the key verse. It was like, I still am a a finance major and I still like A plus B to equal C. And that is, doesn't happen very often in faith, but the Lord's like, here you go. This will, this will go into an equation. And it says, sometimes I call it like my part, my part, his part. And so it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. That's my part, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Also my part, I have a part in that. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. Like I have a part to play, but I, but he has the revealing he has, he is going to show me. I, yes, I have some things I have to do on my end, but ultimately it's going to fall on him. And so it it just, it's like God laid out a message. Like I had points for that thing that I was about to go teach, like do not conform. And so I, you know, that looks different in some ways to all of us. Like none of us are supposed to steal or cheat or kill. Um, but it's so much deeper than that. Um, you know, just things like, what it looks like for me not to conform to the pattern of this world. God knows my Achilles heel. He knows Mm -hmm. what I really need to be cautious about. And Heather, yours may, yours may be different. And so yeah, I like, that's like personal conviction versus biblical conviction, right? Like you said, there are certain things that are in the word that are black and white. It is just, it is what it is. There are other things that the Lord knows, Hey, that's a stronghold for you. I'm going to, teach you to avoid that. That's kind of where this is a, this is a, you know, can be controversial in some circles, but like drinking, you know, Jesus's first miracle was turning water to wine and nowhere in the Bible does it say not to drink. However, it does say not to get drunk. So drunk drunkenness is a sin, right? That's black and white. I wish I would have really listened to that in my twenties, but you know, now that it's like, well, wait a second, but I know a lot of believers who feel personally convicted that they are not to drink at all. And with that, it's like, okay, if that, if that is you, great, you follow that. But if somebody else chooses to, doesn't mean they're in sin, right? Because it's a biblical conviction versus personal. And we do need to be tender and soft to the Holy Spirit showing us what he's convicting us of. Like you said, the Lord knows, the Lord knows our makeup. So yeah, that's good. Just a, um, I think that's a, a big thing, especially sometimes as teachers, it's something the Lord actually has taught me personally. Like I quickly want to teach people. It's a spiritual gift of mine. It's a, it's literally what I went to school to do. Like I've always been that teacher, 
But sometimes I learned that I was teaching things that the Lord was showing me my personal walk that wasn't necessarily for other people. And that's really, really important to know the difference. Yeah, we all are not to conform. I mean, right. that that is a blanket statement. But what that specifically looks like for each of us can be very, very different. Yeah. Even um, realizing that the Lord knows what the enemy is planning too. So he may tell you not to talk to someone that there's nothing wrong with a hundred other people talking, you know, it's real intimate and detailed and a part of a relationship for us to hear about that. And so that was the first thing and the do not conform. And then the second thing is, um, transforming your mind and that's really by the word. And so that actually was the first lesson that I taught in the new year um, day was this whole thing from James 1, 23 through 25, which I could, we are not going there because I could have a party on that um, in the teaching world, but it's just where God's word is really our true mirror. Mm -hmm. And it's the only way for us to really know, like, look at ourselves. Um, I think about that, like, you know, you got dressed this morning. I got dressed this morning. We would have never done that without a mirror. We, we would have double checked that mirror. And even when we get on a call or something, we like, you know, quickly do a check. And so that we should be that eager in the word. We should have that much desire to jump into the word, um, to transform our minds, because that is also our part, not to conform and to do the faithful work of transforming our mind and not the legalistic work of checking our Bible study off, but the transforming work of our mind is, is part of our journey. That's part of our calling. Yeah. And I I just want to add this in here. So this is a huge part of the made to flow Academy that I have. It's all about your brain and biblical principles. So when I was learning about the brain and the science behind how this works, it's literally like that idea from the world saying, Hey, change, change your mind, change your life. Great. So I learned the science behind it. And then I was basically just mirroring it to scripture. And I'm like, well, God's already told us to do that. And so this is that really important part, especially when we talk about affirmations, right? So that's like a a buzzword in the entrepreneur world, but making sure that your affirmations, and I call them declarations, decrees, because that's in scripture, right? You are speaking truth that's written in God's word. They don't just feel good. It doesn't just sound good, but that it's actually rooted in truth because his word will not return void. And so I love that you recognize that the power was really of the truth, that mirror. I love that image that you gave, gave us that, that the mirror, right? I love that verse. that also talks about, we go to a mirror. It's like a man going to a mirror. I'm paraphrasing, but we forget what he forgets what he looks like and he goes away. Don't we do that? Like God says, you were loved, you are chosen, you are free, you are forgiven. And then we like walk away from the mirror and it's like, wait, who am I? And what do I, you know? Um, but yes, that's, that verse is so but it's like the how, so we can hear sometimes verses like, okay, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Sometimes like I always say, it's not just a plaque for your wall or a, a t-shirt. Like it's literal tools that God has given us so that we can, we can prosper. We can, we can beat the enemy. We can do what we're actually called to do. So good. Yeah. Yes. And that's what it tells us next. Like the next part of that 
verse tells us so that you will be able to test and approve and know God's will, his pleasing and perfect will for your life. And so those things are what we do so that we can turn around and test. And I, and when you think of testing, I, I need to test ideas. I need to test opinions, opportunities. There are lots of things out there that are good, that aren't um, bad. They're, you know, I know the things that are bad. I don't need to test those, but I need to test and approve if there's four opportunities or three good ideas or whatever, fill in the blank. I've got to figure out how to test those things. Yes. And so not all, it, I would say not all good ideas are God ideas, right? Not all good things are God things. And I think easily the enemy can use good things as a distraction, to yeah. prevent us from doing the very thing God created us to do. Yeah. And that's kind of where I had found myself with, you know, in this literally upcoming year. Okay. Well, I could apply for jobs. I could apply. I mean, I didn't know exactly what I was supposed to do, but there were good ideas all over the place. But what was Kelly supposed to do? Like God knows Kelly's schedule, Kelly's finances, Kelly's kids, Kelly's needs, you know, um, and so these are the two things that God spoke to me about how to specifically test. And the first one is, well, back to back, I'll, I'm going to tell you what both of them are, and then we'll go over them. The first one is inner peace. So inner peace and then outward grace. And Ooh, I, love that. I, I have, I'm telling you from the day that I taught this until today, this message, I mean, if I hadn't if I had never taught it to another person, but myself, I am practicing this constantly. Do I have inner peace? Is there outer grace? And so let me explain that a little more inner peace. Absolutely. is just hearing the voice of God. And so I, you know, John 10, 27 tells us my sheep, he different translations, they hear, know, or listen to my voice. And so Inner peace is absolutely hearing God's voice. And you know, that 23 year old that started walking with Jesus, I could hear God's voice and I would jump if, but the older I get, the more I've had to fight, um, more like knowledge and wisdom and things like that. Instead logic. Of just being, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. So, That's one of the keys to living in flow to forget logic and operate in wisdom. Yeah. It, logic, especially the older we get, the more experiences we have. Um, and our, our brains are wired to keep us safe. So we're logically trying to make sense of things to, mm-hmm. to, to protect ourselves. And yet sometimes the Lord asks us to do things that doesn't make sense. Going back right. to the trust. Do you trust me? Do you really trust me? You say you trust me. Do you really trust me? That's what I was going to say. If our faith, the, the stronger our faith gets, the more that feels logical. Yeah. Like about it if I if my daddy has proved faithful over and over and over and I trust him then if he tells me something that just feels logical actually it feels like the right thing to do but it's but it's more than just that voice I think a lot of times I've realized you know we can call it the gut we can call it whatever you want to call it just not having peace I mean have you ever like had an opportunity that you were like, yes, this is like once in a lifetime and your tummy's like turning and you're like, uh, why do, why do I not have a pee? I mean, I love that when the Holy spirit will give me like a physical discomfort when he's trying to tap on my shoulder to tell me no about something. 
when it, to me, it looks great. Even it really looks perfect. I love the verse where the spirit of the Lord is. And depending on translation, it says freedom, liberty, peace. Like it's that like where the spirit of the Lord is where with the Lord's on it, there will be peace. There will be inner peace. Mm -hmm. That's always a sign. Yeah. I love when you say the shoulds, like that goes back to those, you know, I could have 25 shoulds and, you know, 23 of them don't bring me a lick of peace. They feel very dark or heavy or burdensome. And, and again, sometimes I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do it, but I know I should, (laughs) you know, it's going to be hard work. That's different. But just learning to feel like, God, if something just makes your skin crawl, then go back to prayer for that one. Go back, you know, and just ask God, like, wait a minute. I, I don't have peace about this. Maybe this is something I'm not even supposed to be doing. Um, and so the next one is outer grace. And this is where my probably biggest light bulb moment was if God is not opening doors (laughs) and this is where I have fought this. I mean, I cannot even tell you how much I fought this. He is in charge of opening and closing doors. And if there is no open door, you also have to go back to that prayer because, you know, the wait is an answer. Well, I mean, no one wants to hear wait. No one wants to hear hold on for another year and just sit tight right where you are. But if doors aren't opening for dreams that we know God has placed in our heart, even, um, or dreams that we have for ourselves sometimes, then I call that outer grace. Like if, if God is wanting us to do something, I have seen in my own life that naturally some doors start opening. And if he did not want me to do it, I couldn't bang down the door. Or if I did bang down the door, I was going to pay a heavy price. And so just watching for those outer doors to be open, that outer grace where someone says, Hey, you know, um, why don't you join me? That's really what happened. How I got connected with you was just, there was an outer grace. Someone told me about it. Um, I listened to a little bit, few of your things. I had the money in my checking account and I was like, I'm, I'm doing this. Um, and so that, that's the part that I have sometimes I'm a hustler. And so sometimes I'm like, Oh no, I'll make a door. (laughs) Right. Right. I'll knock it down. Well, to me that I just hear the word like abide and strive. So those of us who have personalities like Kelly and I, which is probably you listening, um, it's, you're a go-getter, you're an overachiever, you're a, you know, ambitious. We can use all those really positive words sometimes at the same time, if we don't keep those things in check, we will think that we are doing it. And so then what do we do? We end up striving. And then when we strive, we end up stressed out, burnt out frustrated, anxious, all the fruit that the God never intended for us to have. And so I love that outer grace that, um, to me, that is like abiding in him. And that doesn't mean not doing anything. And uh, even the word rest biblically I've done a word study on that. It doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean take a nap. It doesn't mean sit down it. You're actively still, Oh, this is good. Kelly. You're actively still pursuing Jesus, right? trusting that he's going to give the, that timing. I love that inner peace check, right? If you don't have that, you know, something's off. And then that outer grace. Um, and you are so right in that the Lord doesn't want us. 
He wants to co-labor with us, right? So it's not about striving to figure it out. It's about abiding in him, spending time with him, trusting him that when doors are supposed to be open, they'll be open. And when they're not, um, maybe it's a, it's, it's, what do they say? It's always like, no, not, it's a no, it's a yes, or it's a not right now. And so kind of, um, sitting in that can be really hard because again, we want to take control of it. That's what the Lord, that's what he told me. He was like, so, you know, I taught this, this is when we're speaking, it's 2022 end of May. But when the Lord told me this, this is like the end of December coming in, you know, January 1st is when I taught it. And so he told me, you be faithful with what I have in front of you. And if I want to reveal something to you, 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 you know, don't conform to the world. You renew your mind and I'll give it to you. And so I am telling you, this is, I mean, it was such a God thing. I was like, we were, we needed some financial provision. My husband had changed jobs and I was like, almost stubbornly, okay, Lord, well, there you go. I'm not going to go do anything. I'm not going to apply for a job. I'm not going to, I'm going to look for open doors and inner peace, outer grace. And I'm just going to sit with you. And, but until then I've got laundry to do. I mean, you know, I've got four kids. I had plenty to do while I waited on the Lord. And so one night my son woke up at um, three in the morning. It wasn't normal. He just woke up and um, I kind of grabbed him like in the hallway. And I was like, here, come, come lay down with me on the couch. And we laid down and he went, I was just trying to be real still and let him go back to sleep. And I like sat up and I had a business plan and it all about organizing. And it was what really God had been showing me in my own home, in my own life. He showed me how to turn it into a business. And Heather, I am not joking. It was like detail. Like I knew it was him because it was so good. And so I sat up, grabbed my phone, opened my notes, typed fast as I could type, 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 type. And I laid back down like, well, that was weird. And then I sat up again and it was more detail, like how much to charge, how many hours to work, what days of the week to work. I mean, my jaw was on the ground and I was like, by that point, I was like, we're making coffee. (laughs) Yes, I love it. And so I call those downloads, right? Like the Lord literally gave you a download. And let me just highlight this. Um, We talked a little bit about this in the, in our membership about the, the different hours of the night and how God can wake us up as a mom. My kids have woken me up, you know, well, last night was one of those, like at one o'clock, one 30. And I'm always now watchful. And as much, as much as that can be really frustrating at times or, or your, you know, if your kids are sick, it's like, oh man, come on. Um, I don't want that to be sick, but the Lord will often use our children to get our attention. And this is, this is one of those things, um, where you could have looked at that as, oh, I'm up at 3am. Right. But you just gave him love. You loved on him. The Lord was like, all right, I'm going to love on you now, girlfriend. I'm going to give you what you've been actually praying for. And the, when you were talking, all I heard was the word surrender. That's what you did, Kelly. You surrendered your plans for his plans. You surrendered your wants for his wants, your desires. Not that you don't have them. And again, it's not wrong to tell the Lord what we want. Actually, I think that's a good thing. Tell the Lord what you want and put it loosely out in front of him and say, here's what I would like. But Lord, I ultimately want your desires, your will for me, because you know, they're going to be best. But you surrendered yourself to him in the waiting and he delivered. 
And at three in the morning. So there's different, you can research this a little bit. Um, I have a podcast episode on it, but if you're being woken up between the hours of like, like three and 6 AM and it's maybe random or you think it's random, oftentimes that is like the Lord knocking on the door. There are so many examples in scripture where the Lord gave people things at those crazy times that we think maybe are an inconvenience or whatever, but the Lord. So I'm always excited when I get woken up between those hours. So I'm like, Oh, I'm going to spend time with the Lord because, and sometimes I always say this, sometimes I don't really get anything. And other times it's like a Kelly story where it's literally like this download of your thing, you know, your hand couldn't stop writing. Um, and so tell us a little bit about that business. So this journey of learning what inner peace, that was a key, right? Well, well, what you said already is like, taking, you know, taking your thoughts captive, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Don't conform to the patterns of this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then this inner peace, outer grace, as you're waiting, and it gives you this download. So is this, this is the business. This is where you are today. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. And I can tell you lots of outer grace stories too, because I had an inner peace. I mean, a, I just knew it was the Lord, but B, um, I got excited. I mean, I was like, Because really, if I say I want to teach, I just want to help women. And I can think of no better way. (laughs) I mean, you know, as a mom, I can think of no better way to help women than to have some order in their home. And so here, here were some outer grace things that I had. So one of the downloads included like a Facebook post. I made a Facebook post. I got a client like the, like, she was like, can you come next Thursday? And it was an amazing client who was a huge blessing and it's, it's evolved into this like, um, boutique now where like I've organized, uh, go in, organize, do a declutter. And then sometimes I come home with their stuff and sell it. And so that was an outer grace. Another crazy outer grace was I was telling my girlfriend about it and she's like, Oh, I just, I feel like this is something more than, I mean, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I'll just take a client here, take a client there. She's like, I mean, have you thought of a name? Have you thought of a logo? I'm like, oh no, I don't, I, God hasn't given me anything. And I, I'm not real creative. Like I'm not artsy. And I was like, my brain is going to the organizing side. She logic. Yeah. Yeah. girl sends me a logo and a name organizational piece by Kelly like P-E-A-C-E and I'm like well there you go I have a name I have a logo and so it was just so sweet now I I can tell you right now I keep taking it back and I keep going to logic and I keep going to good ideas and business plans and da 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 shoulds all the shoulds And I have to keep laying it back down. This is God's business. This is a blank sheet of paper. And so even today I'm messing it up, but it is so sweet to see him move and see him work. And, and you know, the best part, Heather, I think this is the coolest part of all. And I taught this in that message on that new year's day, but now I'm watching it play out. When I live this out correctly, I am reminded that my journey is different than every human's journey on planet earth with details and plans and open doors and closed doors. And when I live this out, I am so excited about my journey. I'm not looking over my shoulder at your journey. Like I'm just not comparing. It helps me naturally 
stop comparing. It helps me to stay in my lane. It helps me to trust the Lord that he has good things for me. It also helps me stay in my lane when I don't need to be involved with what God's calling you to do because his, he may be calling you to wait, to stop, to do nothing. And so, well, when you have that relation, like when you trust somebody, right? So intimacy builds trust. So when we are intimate with the Lord, when we spend time with him, when we com- communicate with him, we share with him, we cry to him, we celebrate with him, all the things that you would do with any other person in your life that's super close to you, right? Um, so intimacy builds trust. And when we have that trust with that person, we know it's going to be a good time. It doesn't even really matter what it is, right? Like you went to school to do finance. So it's like, wait, I'm doing organizational stuff. I'm helping families find organizational peace in their homes. And that doesn't make sense, but trusting because you trust the Lord he's never failed you that you trust that it's going to be a good time. It, it's, it's going to be, you can trust him. Yeah. I love that. And then that keeps you focused on him and mm-hmm. the journey you have with him instead of, cause, Oh gosh, we can all compare easily. And like, Oh, well maybe, you know, actually when you're talking, I'm like, Oh my goodness, I need to connect you with one of the other members in seek first. You may have already connected, but, um, her, she has a sim there's similarities in your story. And so I want to connect you guys. Um, but even in that, like we could look at that as two different things. Oh, well, she's already doing something like that. Maybe that's not it for me or no. Oh my gosh, maybe I can learn from her. And then maybe I can take what the Lord's showing me and custom tailor it to whatever he's called me to do, but maybe a little, I can learn something else. And so that, that is a mindset shift, right? That's that lack versus, um, the, the extra. So this is a, the Lord gave me this word actually in a, in a podcast I recorded a couple of weeks ago and expect the unexpected mm-hmm. with the Lord. We can expect the unexpected yes. and be expectant of mm-hmm. the unexpected, like be excited and ready that he has good plans and it is going to be good. And the, the key is to be listening to him more than anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. And just to know that if he's telling me to wait, you know, for the listener out there that really is in the season of like, okay, I I did all this that you taught me. And for six months, he told me nothing for a year. He told me nothing about your job or about your purpose or about whatever he is working and he has precious gifts for us in the waiting. And he is And even sometimes, you know, looking back, my son now is six, almost seven, my youngest son, and he's so much more independent than when I thought he went to kindergarten and I should go back to work. He still very much needed me in a different level than he even does now. And so, you know, we can just trust that, that he's got a sweet plan for us. He's got sweet, even in the hardest years of our lives, he has beauty mixed in. Um, but he is doing something and he does have a calling and he does have a purpose for all of us. None of us are, we're not special. We're, you know, we are all special. Yeah. We have this calling and then this other person, eh, sorry, <laughs> you know, you, I got nothing for you. That's not the Lord's way. And so it, it looks different for all of us, but if we are so connected with him, we can be excited and trust and it's going to be beautiful. And so yeah. it just, waiting, I think, especially. And I think that's like, you know, the Lord 
the waiting is not a punishment. And sometimes mm-hmm. we think that we think it's a punishment that maybe we're not good enough, or maybe yeah. he doesn't think we're ready, or maybe, you know, it's, it's more of like this, well, you didn't do enough to earn that yet. And it becomes a workspace thing. Right. And so the Lord did share this kind of revelation with me that the, the waiting is not a punishment. I'm, I'm simply positioning you. I'm positioning you to be in the place that you can actually steward the thing that I'm calling you and creating you to do. And it just, it doesn't always feel that way. It doesn't always look that way. And I know there is definitely someone, if not a lot of women listening to this, that are just, they're feeling desperate for that assignment. And I just, you know, I just pray that you, you become desperate for Jesus because in that desperation for him and that hunger for him in that, um, that need for him, he will give you all he'll give, he'll give it, he'll give you, he'll satisfy you. And he'll, and he will give you the thing eventually. Um, so good Kelly. Well, okay. So organizational peace. I love that P E A C E. Um, where can our listeners connect with you? You are such a gift to the body and to women. And obviously I'm sure we can all learn some organizational tips from you. So where can our listeners connect with you? Yeah, well, I'm definitely on Instagram, just uh, organizational piece. And I have had so much fun. Um, that was another thing the Lord told me quickly. What I had, I had never been on Instagram before. I had never done a reel. I didn't even know what that was. And um, I've had so much fun, like just giving tips around my house of what works for me. And so that's one place. And then I'm on Facebook as well, organizational piece by Kelly. And so it's just been sweet. Um, there's a link in my bio in my, um, on my Instagram, starting a little boutique and having a little shop. And I don't know where all that's going to lead. And I still have a lot of questions, but when I go sit with a client and when I help a lady, even, um, I'm hoping to do some workshops and some things like that, And I see the weight lifted off their shoulders because of clutter and because of stuff. And, you know, that can be so symbolic. That's what was happening to me. Longest I have lived in a house, um, my adult life. And so all these kids and all this stuff, it was starting to weigh me down. And so last year when I went on a journey of very intentionally room by room decluttering, I felt a weight lifted. And so when I see that in a client, that is, it gives me so much joy. And I know God sent me to do that work. It wasn't my plan. This was never my plan, but I love it. So good. Yeah. And I love that you referenced that. It's like what happens in the spiritual, right? It's going to happen in the natural. And so even that, just to know that your, your business tree is so much more than a, a physical decluttering. You're actually like helping a woman declutter her heart, declutter her mind, declutter her soul and her spirit, anything that's not supposed to be there that you'll be able to witness to people through that. Well, Kelly, I thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your testimony. We'll drop all those links below for you to connect with her. And I cannot wait to continue to see what God does in you and through you for the kingdom. Well, I'm so thankful for you and I'm so thankful that God connected us and um, the Seek First crew. Like, I just love it. God is, he's doing things. He's sweet. He's gracious. And so I'm excited as well. And thank you for having me. Absolutely.